are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode six with Tamara Boutreau. Tamara is a Californian business owner and an astrologer who lives in Paris. In this episode, we will tap into our current season from an astrologic point of view, the season of Pisces. We will talk about lessons and circles of life, the importances of nourishment, taking care of yourself as well as your needs. Welcome to my podcast. My first question for you is what are you grateful for? Okay. Well, thank you for having me again. I know we're (laughs) re-recording. So actually, you know what? I wanted to share this magical story and maybe there's a reason why we're re-recording it because right before we just got on this call, I was thinking, okay, since we're re-recording, am I going to go with the same, am I going to say the same thing I said last time about what I'm most grateful for? And I was just thinking it over in my mind. And what I said before and I'm sticking with it because I was just affirmed it in such a powerful way um it's the ugly moments in life like these really like messy just like burn it all down this all sucks like how am I gonna make it through it's those like really dark and difficult moments that I think I am personally most grateful for in this moment in time um, because they're the things that's been showing me how far that I've come, just how strong I am. And without those moments, like life would be so boring and mundane and we would be searching for more like all the time. And so I was going over this in my head and about this particular thing to be grateful for and like doing my makeup. I don't, you know, just getting ready for this interview. And I get an email from this person named Kelsey Furlong. I must have subscribed to her a while ago. And I don't typically go through and read all my emails, especially when I'm getting ready for something. But for some reason, I just felt called to read it. And it was a poem that she wrote about here's to these moments of messiness of ugliness of darkness and it was just everything I was thinking in my mind and it was just beautifully written and the whole thing just gave me full body chills and I was like okay there's your answer you're gonna go with the same thing and so maybe I can add to it and just say it's this like this magic of living in this like matrix in this world where you ask questions and you receive answers and sometimes it's just this really cool powerful way um but it's, yeah, I mean, it kind of gets back to that circling around to those moments. It's in that darkness. You feel like you have no answers. And then after it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm magic and everything. Like you just feel so high on life. All of a sudden you're on the opposite spectrum of that. And it feels so much brighter and just so much lighter because you were in such a dark, heavy, messy, ugly, like place before that. It's just beautiful. I love when you get kind of those little confirmations. It's yeah. like that email. That's absolutely brilliant. I just want to say the reason why we're recording this interview is because we have done the interview uh, last week, I think about the same time, and um, and the interview is gone. So I just want to say to the listeners, um, the reason why we're recording it is because the file we have done before um, 
it disappeared somewhere in a cloud. <laughs> so that's why we're here again. And, um, and yeah, it probably was meant to be. I think, of course, it's meant to be. And that's part of the lesson we're learning in life, too, is going with the flow. And there is some reason, you know, like I'm a different person than I was last week. And it's going to be like that for the rest of our lives, right? Like we continue on in the journey and we learn different things. And I think that just from last week to this week, I know that I've learned other things and I joined your clubhouse yesterday and had an epiphany Yay! after. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I had this whole epiphany and was talking to my friend and then my other friend could feel it like the same energy. And she was like messaging us and we all had a group call and we were just all on this, like, wow, we're all witches. Like, this is so cool. We're all connected. We're all feeling the energy. And I think it's just an exciting time and something is just on the verge of we're just on the verge of change. And I think I would love to talk about that because it's, it links to astrology. And I know that's sort of the whole point of this episode is to just talk about astrology. And when I realized it, I'm like, well, of course we're in Pisces season and that's the last sign of the year. It's the last part of the year where we really are wrapping up the sum of all the experiences from the year. And we're either like feeling trapped and like stuck in all of the failures and the pain and the suffering or we're transcending and we're letting go of it and we're preparing for the new cycle because the new cycle is Aries it's spring it's like the sprouting of all the flowers and my friends and I were talking about how we can really feel like we can feel it we feel like we're just under the soil and we like know it's about to rain or something like we know something is happening just above the surface and we're like so excited and we're like but we just have to wait like we know we have to wait but it's this like energy and it's like we're we're just becoming way more in tune to why astrology is built this way because it is an energy like we do feel these things here on earth like based on the seasons and that's why we build astrology around that time like that's why Aries the first day of spring the spring equinox is the first like it's the new year in the zodiac world you know and it just makes sense because our bodies like we're reacting to that energy truly we really do revolve around the sun <laughs> that is so beautifully said I feel it as well it's just something is going to happen you just feel that there is there is this flow right the mm -hmm. flow of energy so let's talk about now that you started talking about the Pisces season and we are in a Pisces season yeah, of course. So Pisces is, is a very, I think, complex sign because it's that last sign of the zodiac. It's like it rules the 12th house, which is the final life experience, right? Like I was saying, wrapping up all of the experiences, the sum of everything and really wrapping up the old cycle and preparing for the new. And I think the word that I keep getting this year is nourishment. It's like we have to fertilize the soil. We have to start taking out the stuff that's toxic or old because we're going to be growing new plants for a whole new year and so it's really about Pisces rules that 12th house of karma right all the things that are adding up that need to be transcended and if you don't it can become this like escapism right like there's just so much pain and suffering that you just want to run away from it um, but we can't run away from it because it just leads to more suffering it's part of that like ugly moment and it's almost like maybe that's why I'm feeling so grateful for that 
that pain and ugliness. Maybe I was just really vibing into that Pisces. Like you get so isolated sometimes because 12th house really does rule um, these places of isolations, like asylums and prisons, anything where like we're all together, but we're in separate, like where we feel like we're not connected to everyone else. And so that's because Pisces is ruled by Jupiter and Neptune. So it has two different planet rulings and Jupiter and Neptune are quite different. Jupiter is this very jovial, hopeful, optimistic, follow your dreams part of our psyche. And Neptune is this antenna connected to all the dimensions, all the worlds, all that ever was, all that is and all that ever will be. So it's real. like, if you look at the symbol of Neptune, it looks like the trident. Those are three different prongs. They're really, it's an antenna for us. It's each of our ability to tap into what's unknown and intangible and dissolve our 3D reality and see that there's more beyond it. So it's part of our like psyche, our psychic part of our brain and Jupiter's our very like hopeful part, but both of those things can like, it's hard to stay grounded, right? Like we need that grounding energy and we're about to, fertilize the soil and sprout from the earth like if we think about the flowers right in the first day of spring which is Aries it's about sprouting and really like opening and saying here I am world like what is this world and then we start the whole cycle of just everything over again where everything is new and we have to relearn everything and in our charts we're going to go through lessons all over again <laughs> because everything is cyclic like this life is not linear despite how our brains work everything is patterns everything is circular and so we're just getting ready to start that cycle again and Pisces is that side of us um, that is in touch with what we need to let go of what we want to be free from um, our karma and like just balancing um, the energy transcending through love and compassion. So it's a very, as a sign, it's very compassionate. Um, it's very empathetic, you know, it's a water sign. So it's all about empathy and really feeling others' emotions. Um, but the goal is to really transcend any pain and suffering, to be free from it, not to lock yourself away with it, you know? You know, it's funny because this is exactly what you and I were talking about yesterday when I told you about the groundedness and I'm getting this message all the time. This is ground, ground, ground. I feel um, energetically there is so much going on, right? We can reach everything we want. I, I don't know if you feel the same, right? So it's like we are like a balloon and we're going high. I personally feel very high because there is just so much going on. And I get this message all the time as well for myself, ground yourself. But I get it in sense of... Um, do you read your books you know have a bath and shave your legs <laughs> don't just have a bath because you have to like have a bath and then you have to come out relax I get it but then I'm thinking oh my gosh I'm gonna miss out on something if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pause if I'm gonna open that book which I really want to read um, something's gonna fly by how do you deal with this how do we ground ourselves I'm not talking in terms of meditation all that kind of stuff but right. in terms of astrology so this is beautiful. Um, this is why we're re-recording because I just had this epiphany yesterday when I was talking to my friend. I said, the key word is nourishment. We, if we're all flowers and we're going into airy season and we're all about to bloom because it's spring, 
we have to nourish right now. That's the, that's the moment. It's grounding in the self-care, everything that you need to bloom, right? Because a flower can't open without water, without light, without the right nutrients in the soil. So right now, the way that we can ground ourselves is just by taking care of our physical bodies, like getting in touch with physically what we feel because that's the 3D world and nourishing that like as if we're getting ready to completely open up and bloom like flower, what do we need? So just like you said with the bath, right? Like, okay, it's not just taking a bath, it's doing the extra thing in the bath to nourish yourself, to make yourself feel ready for that blooming because when we bloom, we're about to be open and exposed. And if you think about, I was bringing it back to the heart because the message in my life has always been open your heart, speak from your heart. And really like that is the center of the flower, but it's completely exposed and open after we bloom. So it's just the preparation work before to make sure we have everything we need in order to fully open up. And then once we do that, we're in this like new season and the energy is different. So right now I think the best way to do it is just focus on your, your needs and take caring, taking care of your physical body and the nourishing part of everything. The whole, I think the keyword is nourishment because nourishment is grounding, right? Nourishment comes from the earth. And so that's already the energy is connected to Gaia and earth and everything that is grounded. It's crazy. I'm getting these messages all the time. Just like simple thing. Turn that music on. That's what I'm getting, you know, or as I said, read the book, have a glass of water, just mm. have a glass of water, have it, have it. Suddenly I'm just so thirsty. And you are so right with everything what you just said, because um, if we don't nourish ourselves, then the flower is not going to open properly. And then we won't be ready for the next season. Right. And that's, that's the thing. Like we get stunted, the growth gets stunted. And, you know, there are, sometimes we see that we see, like, we see that for some reason, some of the flowers didn't open, they didn't bloom and we don't want to be those flowers. It's our time to shine. And we can feel that energy that it's the season now, like it's the time to do the nourishing. It's all the back end work. We're still under the ground, but we can feel the excitement. We can feel the energy. We can see the potential of what's going to happen when we go up, but we really have to be in the space. That's what Pisces season is for, is to transcend that energy, to really wrap up all the stuff and let go of all the toxins that are in the soil and really like prepare for that new cycle. When I say prepare, it's that nourishing part. It's that like, let's get ready to open because we're once we do it, it's done. And if you think about the flowers too, like you're not serving anyone if your heart isn't open because the bees can't pollinate the flower unless the center, they can get to the pollen, which is in the center. And it just spreads everything around, right? So like spreading love really comes down to being able to open your heart first. And then it's gonna like, go to the masses and more flowers can bloom. And it's just like nature's has the answer to everything. It's so beautiful. But that's the epiphany I had yesterday from your clubhouse room um, because the cards that I got were talking about flowers and it just resonated so much. And I just started having this whole epiphany and my middle name is Rose. And my parents have called me Rosebud my whole life. And I was thinking when I was a baby, but yeah, it was a little bud, it wasn't opened yet. 
And now I really feel like this is the time in my life where I'm like, for the first time, the message has been open your heart, open your heart. And I'm like, oh my God, I've still been a bud this whole time. And I can just tell, I think the excitement I feel now is that this time, this spring, this particular year is the time where like I fully open up and it's going to be a whole different experience from all the other years I've had in my life. And so I'm just ready for it and excited. And that's super cool. And this message never would have been delivered last week because I didn't have this epiphany yet. So just trust in all of this energy. It's just, I don't know. It's beautiful. Super exciting. And you can see the smile on my face. I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So, um, so what is going to happen on a first day of Aries? So definitely, I think that that energy of this first day of spring, this like excitement of everything being new, this fresh start, Aries in general, anytime we have the planet shift is when we really sort of feel that energy here on earth. Like there's a reason why, like we follow the sun in this way and we revolve around the sun because that's how we organize all of our crops and everything here on earth, like really does go with these cycles, whether we pay attention to it or not. But as people, we do respond to that shift in energy. When the flowers bloom, you can tell, even if you're not spiritual, that there's a shift in energy when the sun starts coming out and the flowers start blooming. You don't have to be into astrology or be spiritual for you to feel that and be like, oh, I love spring. There is a difference if you live in a place where there's no seasons, maybe it's just beautiful all year round and then lucky you. (laughs) But energetically, it's really this like baby, it's a baby sign. So it's the first sign of the Zodiac. So it's just this like freshness, this newness, this like there's so much to learn and so much to discover. Aries is the pioneer. So it's that knowing that there's something out there and that that fire, that drive to go and explore it. So that's, I think that's what everyone will be feeling collectively, that, that freshness, that excitement of exploration and becoming more aware of your surroundings and what the world has to offer and then going out and getting it. Um, but in your chart individually, it depends on where Aries is too, because that's where the sun, which is your vitality and your energy and your will, that's where the sun is right now in your own personal chart. So we have this collective energy all the time of what's going on around us. And then we have the way that it's touching our charts personally, which is sort of what makes us each go through our personal cycles, right? Like the earth is going through a cycle and we are a part of that. The planet and the place we live all goes through cycles, but so do we as individuals. They just work simultaneously together. Let's talk about the personal charts now because that's what you do um, as well. Yeah. So the way that it works is it's a circular chart, right? It's everything is round. So we're going to have a starting point, which is going to be the ascendant, which is just basically the the cusp of your first house. You're always going to start at house number one, and it's going to break into 12, like section out into 12. And you'll have a sign ruling each one. So every person's chart is going to have all 12 houses because the houses are the 12 different life experiences. So if you think about Aries being the first, it's this, here I am, it's your physical body. It's like this self-awareness, it's your outer personality. It's like the stuff that you see in the mirror and the way you dress, all this, all this stuff about just who I'm a person, here I am. And then you move into these 
all these different 12 experiences where you need to shelter and you need money and you realize you need food and nourishment and you also need to learn how to communicate and you need other people and you need family and you, you discover who you are. It goes in this whole cycle until you get to 12, which is what Pisces rules, which is the end wrapping all that stuff up. And so every person has all those 12 experiences of life. We all go through them. The sign representing that house is going to determine how that's expressed. And then the planets in your chart are the different parts of your psyche. So yes, even if you, you're, you don't have a planet, let's say you don't have a planet in cancer anywhere in your chart, it still means that whatever house you have cancer, you still express that experience of your life as a cancer would. So the, the linking element is the sign, like knowing all 12 signs is important because you are either expressing an area of your life like this sign, or you're expressing a part of your psyche like this sign. So knowing all 12 is important. And that's why there's no like good or bad sign or like you can't really like judge people for being a sign because you have that sign too. And there's one area of your life, at least, <laughs> where you are that sign. You behave in that, you express in that, in that way because it works for you. Um, and so it really just comes down to seeing a whole chart. An astrologer like myself looks at where all the planets are, the way that the chart is laid out, if the planets are making any angles to each other. And the whole thing sort of paints a picture of your, it's like your blueprint basically your birth chart is the blueprint you were given, but you have free will and you're able to, you're going about your life. You're filling up your house, however, however you please. Uh, I heard this in a podcast once and I was like, wow, such a good metaphor, but it's basically like an astrologer can see where all your windows are. We can tell where your basement is. We can see how high your ceilings are. And if you're like, why, why is it so stuffy? And why like, can't I breathe? And why is my life so hard? We can say, well, open the window. You have these beautiful windows. Why aren't you opening them? Or like, maybe you're filling your life with just a bunch of things and you can't open the windows because there's no room because you're just filling your life with stuff, right? So it's a, an ability to say, well, here's what you have to work with. Here's the design. And how do you want to work with the design to make your space more comfortable, make it flow like feng shui? I don't know if you want to use like these metaphors of having an actual home. A birth chart is basically just your blueprint for what you were given. And even though you can't change the blueprint, you can still fill the house however you want. It's just, do you want to work with the energy that is flowing and feels comfortable and you feel like you, you're really like putting your house to the best use, right? Does it really show it off? Or are you like <laughs> hiding and diminishing its beauty? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, guy, 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 keep going. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so this, when, when we talk about the 12 houses, they have certain planets, the houses represent. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the, the basics of astrology, which it breaks everything down into like yin and yang energy. It's just to understand that all of us have all the parts, basically. Um, each sign, yes, there are four different elements, right? And so it's like, well, how, is, how, are, how are Pisces and Cancer different? 
Well, they're different because cancer is a cardinal energy and Pisces is immutable energy. So you start to learn like the nuances of how each one is different. You have only one sign of water, which is an initial cardinal means it initiates the energy. It starts things, it gets things moving. And mutable is the sign that like spreads things out to everyone. It gets the energy moving out to everywhere, like the B in the situation. And the middle sign is fixed. So that would be the Scorpio sign, right? Because there's only three water signs, right? There's three of each element. And that's how you know the difference. Scorpio is fixed. So when it gets on something, it's, it sees it through to the finish, right? It focuses and stabilizes. So when you understand that each element, when you understand what the element means, and then you understand which element is cardinal, fixed, or mutable, you start to get the differences of the the different elements and in the wheel it's really with the houses it's the experience the um, experiences of life it can kind of go in order if, if you were to imagine the whole life experience in one one go what would sort of be the process of learning where you you know you grow as a person then you start relationships and then you learn about death and you learn you study and you have a career and you leave a legacy and then you die it's sort of like the cycle of life. Can we compare this to the fool's journey and the tarot cards? Yeah, I mean, so tarot and astrology definitely coincide together. If you think of the classical tarot deck, you have card, you have sign rulings and you have planetary rulings. So I don't know all of them by heart, but um, I know the, I don't know if the fool is ruled by a planet because it's sort of zero in the card in the tarot deck. Um, but yeah, that whole journey really coincides with a cycle of life. I mean, and those elements are also existing, right? You have the, the four different suits, you have wands are the fire element. So when you understand that fire is like your passions and your drive, your spirit, that's the same thing in astrology. Fire in any sign is passionate and is driven by love and the spirit the spiritual side of us and it's the same thing so in tarot you have the sword suit which is the mental part that's air in astrology so they all coincide so when you're if you're learning astrology and you're learning tarot you start to make the connections and it becomes easier for you i think to read tarot as well um because if you or read astrology if you learn if you know tarot and you start learning astrology things click and start to make sense and you can you can understand the characteristics of Scorpio without having to read a whole book about Scorpio and learn everything you just say okay it's a water sign so I know it's more intuitive more emotional and you start to learn like the diff each different piece of Scorpio and then you can put your own assumptions as to what how that would express itself considering who it is so in the in tarot Yes, like understanding that cycle of the fool. I mean, yeah, because you have the lover's card and you have, you know, there's this, there's a part in your life where you have to make choices and you, you know that you need other people. So they really do coincide. I have never thought about that, but I'm going to look at it now. When we finish this call, I'm going to go through the major arcana and see how that plays into the chart based on the life experiences. Cause I'm so sure it's um, so from what you've been saying um, the false journey. So everybody's got a false journey, right? Everybody is going through false journey mm -hmm. and we are going through false journey, our life 
and also during the year. So exactly what you have explained at the beginning with the Pisces season, every season. So that stands for each card of the fourth journey. And um, but then it kind of goes deeper as well, because you go through fourth journey during the day as well. So during the day, uh, during during a year, during a life and the circle repeats itself. Yep. So um, so that's why I think is it's incredible that everything is combined. So you have the astrology, you have a tarot, and, and then everything is just affected by the universe, by planet. <laughs> it's great because each one provides a different tool and a different language. And so it's really about like astrology is my language. I, it's easy for me to look at a chart and learn about the energies of each planet and each sign and each house and be able to see something and put it and translate it basically all of these things are just different ways of expressing what's going on there's no like right or wrong they're all the same actually (laughs) they're just said in a different way with different language and so tarot can be translated there's a language around tarot but you can also read tarot without even you can have an ability where you don't even you don't need to know what is on the card, right? Like you're going to pick up the answer through some other way if you're a little bit more in tune because the energy is there. It's just reading energy. And some people are able to download it in their feeling and then express it with their words. And that's beautiful. That's why like, it's such a gift, you know, like to be able, we say it's psychic, but really it's just being able to translate the messages. And we can teach ourselves to get better at that by learning tarot or learning astrology. It's sort of like the starting path. It's like the gateway drug to like learning how to just translate what we're feeling because we're all these in-tuned beings. We're all this divine energy. And when you discover that, you're like, oh, you know, like you, you admire these people who have this ability to, to trust their intuition or these people who are able to, to sense things. And you're like, I wish I could do that. And then you realize I can do that. I just have to find the avenue, which is easiest for me to express it. And the better I get at that, the more, the better you get at all of it, because you start opening up the avenues, you start getting more confident and you learn more and you start to realize, oh, that's the same as that. And that's the same as that. And really it just starts to make sense to you. And it's not work anymore. Before you know it, you're you're following your intuition. You're not even realizing it. And someone's saying, how did you do that? You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And other people are looking at you and saying, wow, like, I wish I could be in touch with my emotions or be in tune to my higher self. And like those, that lingo and all of that terminology is really just how we're choosing to translate and explain what we're going through, but we're all going through it just in different ways. It's so funny that you mentioned this because this is how I started with cards um, and especially with tarot. So I was reading a tarot without knowing what the card meant. Always done that. And then I decided maybe it's a time for me to get more into it and understand tarot. So I've done a tarot course. So I've done that. And um, I have spoken to you and, um, and I have realized that there is more into astrology. I'm not saying that I was never interested to know more about astrology but astrology for me it's just very complicated mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit lazy to kind of take the step ahead and to start doing the research and concentrate and read the books 
But now I have realized, um, well, I have realized this last week when we did the interview, <laughs> the first one, mm-hmm. I have realized that I know astrology because I know tarot mm-hmm. and I know tarot because I have the intuition. So I kind of took it from the other, other right. side. Because yeah, it, like I said, it's a language and I realized the more I got into astrology and started learning about it, I'm like, of course I like astrology because the way my chart is built, it's such a, it's a very intellectual language. There's so many, it's sci- It's like, it's like between science and math and language. It's like, it's this, it's, it's between science and art because the science of it is there are degrees, there's actual math, there's angles and then you have the art form, which is putting that into words and giving it a definition, explaining it. That's the art part of it. And so it's just like mixed between the two. And it's really, it's kind of like for nerds, like people who are into astrology, we're so nerdy about it. Like you have to nerd out on something to be able to like research it at three in the morning and you're just like in the zone and you're like, and someone asks you what you're doing, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm looking up like progressions. And you're like, they're like, uh, well, are you okay? Like, do you need help? And you're like, you're like, yeah, no, this is super interesting. Like I just learned so much. It's, it's a unique way, but there are so many other ways. So you don't have to understand astrology to be connected and to be understanding your intuition. But if it connects with you, if you have an astrologer, it's a great if they can express in the language, right? Like they do all the learning and they're able to put it in a language that can bring it down to earth for you to help you understand your cycles because that's all it is. It's like defining and putting language to the cycles that you're having individually and how those might be mixing with the cycle we're all feeling collectively. Is it clashing? Are you working with the energy or are you like resisting and just reacting all the time? to like, whoa, my God, like life is so crazy and this is always happening, but I really want to go here. It's like, this is a pattern. This is cycles. Like you're not meant to be doing this all the time. It doesn't work like that. So it's really giving you the ability to come back down and like zoom in more and zoom out more. It's like this microscope we need to zoom. We need to meet the macro and the micro, right? Like we need to be able to look inside ourselves and be able to zoom out and see that we're not just the only thing. Like it's, it's give and take, it's both things. And astrology is a beautiful language for being able to zoom in how you can go as deep as you want. You can really like, oh my God, it's like you, there are windows and doors. You could just go in there and you're like, where, where am I? Like, <laughs> so you can just keep opening them and opening them and it leads to another door. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Like you can really get lost in it. Um, but you can also really just say, whoa, 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 like we're way too close. We need to like zoom out because our lives, our individual cycles feel so big to us and they are important because that's what we're feeling. It's our experience. But if you think about it, like you zoom out so much, you realize the cycles that I'm even experiencing of earth like is so minor it's only what like your lifespan is not that long like you don't get to see the cycles that are going to be coming in the next hundred years like we won't in this lifetime be here to be in that cycle and so we have history to look back on like astrology is also 
a major thing on history, which is so funny because when I was in school, I hated history. I think just because I don't have very good memory recall. So like <laughs> just in general, but with astrology, things click for me. And so the fun part about astrology is it's also really good for tying back to understanding our history better because we can see, we can bring the planets back. We can see where the planets were and we can make those connections. And then we can start to, I mean, that's how we've, that's how we know what the planets mean, right? We didn't just make it up. We didn't just say, oh, Mercury is, is this because we say so. <laughs> it's like, well, we have been logging the patterns on earth and people for so long. And there's so many, what do you want? I don't, not the word is not coincidences, but correlations between, oh, well, this big war happened when this planet was here. And then when the planet was there again, like another war happened, it's like, okay, so we're making the connections of just studying pattern. And again, like it's not to a science, we can't say it's exactly going to be this, but we can just say because of history and because of what we know, and because patterns are cyclical, we can predict in some way, like we know some sort of pattern that is emerging yeah you can bring that into the future as well and start to see like find more purpose and the whole uh consciousness and the whole sense of where we're going in this world but we get so sometimes we just get so focused on what is my cycle and what am I supposed to do it's like well you're going to be here for this portion so let's focus on this portion of this cycle in the world right now and let's get into that because if you go if you go too far out, you're going to have like some existential crisis, right? <laughs> if you go too far in, you're completely lost and you're not serving the world at all because you're just like focused on yourself. So there's this balance with everything. And I think that goes back to like being grounded or being up here. So astrology is a great tool to be able to like choose where you're focusing, how far you're zooming in or how far you're zooming out. Thank you so much. Very well said. <laughs> um, can you talk about your offerings and what you do? Because you have a course coming up. Yeah, so I'm doing a workshop, which is available online. It's called Born for This. And so it's a three-part workshop that really, it teaches you the basics of astrology, just in general, how it functions, because there are a lot of people who are like, well, why would I do it if it doesn't work? It's like, well, let me just explain to you that it, there is a system behind it. And then we just narrow down into just a couple different parts of the chart. So I'm essentially teaching you just a couple elements that we look at in the chart, which give you information about more of the life's purpose and the things you can find fulfillment in based on your blueprint. So it's like, we're going to look at your blueprint, but we're only going to look at a couple different rooms and you're going to make the assessment on, are you feeling it in the right way? Can you do more? And it's giving you the opportunity to sort of have that viewpoint from yourself to zoom in enough on your own life to find more meaning, find more purpose and like create that balance for yourself. So it's all about purpose. It's all about fulfillment it also one of the days goes a little bit more into like the career and the money habits as well um so it's like a, a little introductory introduction to your birth chart but just focused on something on one part right like we're not I'm not going to teach you the how to read your entire birth chart because it's very extensive and not everyone is into it 
but you can find this like joy and in checking out one of your rooms and being like, how have I decorated it? And do I want to change it up? Do I want to switch it up? And giving you the power and the ability to choose to do that. And then of course you can work with me further because you know, we can, see if you find out how you want to decorate it, I do like one-on-one coaching. I do like more in-depth readings. So I do entire birth chart readings. I do monthly horoscopes where I check when the moon comes to its uh, same degree and sign as your birth, which is every 28 days or so, 27 and a half ish. And so I use that as your personal horoscope. So it's your horoscope. I'm not going to give you a horoscope from March 1st to March 31st. It's going to be any point in March when the moon is at that point. And I will look at that chart to predict the story of the next 28 days and then look at the cycles happening during that time, like the transits and how they might, how the planets right now might be touching your birth chart and how those sort of play into your cycles. So you can zoom in more on your life. Um, and then free stuff as well. I also do in my newsletter, I talk about all of the global transits. So that's the zoomed out, the zoomed out information. It's like, what's going on collectively. We're going into Aries season. What does that mean, right? Which other planets are going into Aries? What does that mean? Um, if these planets are squaring, what does that mean? And so it's giving you the chance to understand what's happening from a global perspective. And then you can work with me further to sort of zoom in more on your life. Thank you very much. Where can listeners find you to get in contact with you? So everything's on my Instagram because that's how we do things now. <laughs> and my Instagram handle is at discover every corner. And that's the same name as my website. So my website is a blog um, being transformed soon. Can't wait to launch it um, into its new thing. But for bookings directly, um, you have all the information on what each booking is. It's discovereverycornerbookings.as.me. And I'm sure you can like link that in the, <laughs> in the podcast because it's kind of long. Um, but I'm also available by email at Tamara at Discover Every Corner. Um, so if people just have questions or just want to reach out directly and like we can like move from there, it's also possible. Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic reading each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling. To enter, all you need to do is leave a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot of it, send it to me on barbaramayshow at gmail.com, which is B-A-R-B-R-A-M-A-Y-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. As you may already know, um, reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience. At the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at the Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.